Gifts at Christmas come in all shapes and sizes, material and otherwise, as evidenced by more gifts from Katie. Yesterday was Christmas Day. As usual, it was filled with a sense of peace and gratitude within our household. We have passed our 73rd Christmas Eve, our 37th with children in the house, and our 34th with all four in the flock. We are shepherds, after all. For most of those years, Christmas was made extra special and magical by the architect of Clever Surprise, Katie. In addition to the traditional mystery of notes from Santa and elf footprints in the fireplace ashes, Katie created means of gift delivery that went far beyond pretty packages and plenty of stocking stuffers. Her idea was to invest the maximum amount of riddle into each gift so that our kids extracted the most enjoyment out. When they were young, they were entranced by the messages that Santa left. As they grew, gifts became attached to clues which they had to solve in order to even find their gifts. In time, those clues became more and more obtuse, which made gift giving a whole lot more fun than simply crossing off a list. And eventually, the ubiquitous gifts of currency came to occupy center stage, making the task even more complex. Over the years, she managed to tape cash to the inside of wrapping paper, use the serial numbers from dollar bills as coordinates of locations within our living room, stash cash in empty, unassuming medicine bottles, fill obliquely identified tree ornaments with checks, or even place the treasures within the pages of books in our home. And there are a lot of books in our home. Aided, or obfuscated, by my sophomoric poetic rhymes, the kids have had to work a bit to claim their prizes, as Katie and I watched the dramas unfold with great enjoyment. This year has had to be different. Quoting now from the rhyming clues. It's tough creating magic when dealing with the tragic, and our chief designer now needs our support. Well, our designer gave up the reins this year, anointing me as her successor, citing her strong confidence that I might get the job done. Back to the rhyme. But she is here for this fest to cheer those she loves best and to see just what you've got. Her directions were quite clear. Let's test them this year. And you could tell she was starting to plot. Yes, our architect was still in the game. Back to the rhyme. So we thought and connived, planned and contrived until our minds were quite worn out. What could we create that might make this night great and give you cheer without a doubt? We've done all kinds of things to make your Christmas bells ring, mostly of mom's devise. We couldn't be lax, yet couldn't afford the max. We needed a clever Christmas surprise. And so the two of us were back at it, imagining and laughing and rolling our eyes at each other at ideas that were mostly absurd. This is what our Christmases past have been like. 
partnered preparations for an evening of Christmas joy. This year, only following days of mental explorations did we land on an idea that defied logic, gravity, and any other known truths. The kids would somehow have the gifts on them. We needed to magically plant a check or its representation on each of them so that when the rhyming clues were read, they'd eventually have to look to themselves. Back to the rhyme. So what we would say on this Christmas day is that the gifts are all on you. No special hiding places nor clues to hidden spaces or silly things you have to do. Whether right or wrong, you've had them all along, celebrating in ignorant bliss. If you can find them or not is the point of the plot. Try not to look amiss. Now, as a primary actor in these convoluted schemes, I've had to engineer some difficult solutions over the years, such as how to securely hide gifts in someone else's house, Molly's, according to the rhyme's directions, without her knowledge. In 2020, as each of us remained in our own homes, we staged a Zoom scavenger hunt, with each family searching for the named items in their own places. But this year's challenge would be the ultimate, the invasion of each child's personal space for long enough to affix the gifts on them without their knowledge. To the rhyme, even when you're here, it's hard to get near, even midst all the hugs and kisses. Several times we've tried to be close enough alongside, but only achieved near misses. But we avoided a mess and finally met with success by the time we all sat down here. So take a risk to give yourself a frisk and find something that's worth Christmas cheer. Katie loved our idea and shook her head at its improbability, which gave me all the assurance I needed that it was a trick worthy of her standards. In the hours before opening gifts, I managed to straighten out Nikki's collar and place a sticker inside. I found Ian's watch on the kitchen counter and pasted a sticker underneath it as he worked on the dinner preparations. Megan cooperated beautifully by wearing a hoodie, allowing me the perfect opportunity to give her a small neck massage while fastening one of the gummies under the hood. Unfortunately, on this night, Molly would be at her own home, down with COVID and no sticker to discover. We just needed to cross our fingers and hope that nobody would discover the stickers early. It worked. When the rhyme was read and the clues made known, our kids lapsed into utter confusion. We had hoped just for that. I was laughing and rereading the salient clues, and I watched Katie smiling, quiet, radiant with the realization once again, she had been part of a great mystery unfolding for our kids on Christmas Eve. Some things can and never will change. When I had completed writing the Christmas poem, it needed an appropriate title, an initial clue, perhaps. It became Our Most Personal Christmas. And I think it really was.